happy halloween bitches well belated i hope that you guys were spreading your witch legs and spreading the witch gospel and spreading everything which are across town um and that you had a fun halloween because i know i did welcome back to another episode of casting with the feminist witches it is your girl samia and anita and it is episode season three episode <coughs> 19 I can't believe the season is almost done. I mean, it's clearly been running throughout the whole year, but we're almost done. And this episode, well, what are we talking about this episode? For our six-part um, series on how to make ourselves more confident sexual partners, we're talking about heartbreak today and how it affected and how it affected our sex lives. Um, a very uncomfortable conversation for me and Anita. Sorry, guys, I've been sucking too much dick. Clearly. <coughs> Um, a very uncomfortable situation for me and Anita to talk about. Um, but again, this is what this series was for. And I'm going to let Anita take over before I... I have been telling her to go to the hospital. And somehow she doesn't listen to me. She keeps saying, babe, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And she's still coughing. So if anyone can bully her to go to the hospital, I will be very, very grateful. Um, okay, so this is like my least favorite episode that we're ever going to do. Because honestly... I prefer the happy, fun, sex advice, sex positive uh, episodes. I hate the ones where we get vulnerable. Maybe that just goes to me hating sharing my vulnerability and all of that. But it's an important episode. And this is basically for anyone that's ever been heartbroken, anyone going through heartbreak. And I know when I'm going through heartbreak, I don't want to hear about anyone's happy sex stories. I know there's a point I was going through heartbreak, right? It was really bad. And Samia couldn't stop telling me about how much amazing sex she was having. And I was just like, wow, have some sympathy. Like, I am sad right now. Do you want to make it worse for me? So, yeah, basically that's what this episode is about. We are sharing how we've dealt with heartbreak and how it affected our sex life. And basically tips on how we moved on, things that we learned that you really should not be doing when you're heartbroken. And you know that episode in Insecure, the latest one where Issa basically cries in Nathan's mouth? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to, you know, help you guys avoid that because we've been there. Trust us. So, Samia, are you going to start with the questions? Yeah, um, just to add to what you were saying, you know, even I hate this episode, right? But I thought it was a really important one because. Over the past two years, I've never been in a situation. I experienced a heartbreak that was so painful for me that I'd never experienced anything like it to the point where I couldn't have sex with other people. Like I was going out on dates and I would meet people and I was and I was just not sexually attracted to them. I would like kiss them or whatever. And me and that guy were completely done. But I could not bring myself to have sex with anyone else after this. And I remember and I thought it was just me fully knowing that you also experienced it um, a few months before I did. And then someone else mentioned to me how he couldn't have sex with somebody else. Like he was not able to get himself hard because all he could do was think about that person. And that was so weird for him because he loves sex. And that's what triggered me to think about this episode. Cause I'm like, I love having sex. I like, I like fucking. Right. But why is it that this person was so able to control that part of me or what was it about the heartbreak that led me to not be able to have sex with what was it like eight months um i wasn't able to find anyone that i wanted to have sex with and trust me 
the minute I met someone that I was fully attracted to and felt safe with, I had sex, even though he's a bitch and found out he had a girlfriend for four years. Fuck you, by the way. I know you listen to this podcast. So, <clears throat> um, Anita, in the same like wavelength that I'm on, did you ever think that heartbreak could affect your sex life? Honestly, no. I genuinely didn't think it would because I think of... Like, I've never really dated much, right? Like, I've had situationships, I've had flings, and I get over those quickly. And I can only ever say I've been in love with, like, two, three people in my life. And when I think of the first one, because then I was very religious, so I just felt like, oh, okay, uh, I've had sex with this person, the next person I just have sex with is my husband. So, like, sex wasn't really, like, like, on my radar. And literally, I think a month and a half later, I was there busy having sex with someone and just having the best time of my life and not really caring, right? And then when I think of the first time that heartbreak really, really fucked with my sex life was probably two, three years ago when I was seeing this person that I genuinely really liked. And I found that for the entire time i couldn't have sex with other people because i was really into this person i couldn't even imagine myself having sex with other people like i would be geared for it that the one time that i did have sex with someone else while i was like nursing a broken heart over this person i just wasn't into it i felt so uncomfortable in my body i felt uncomfortable that this person was in me i just felt like i needed this person off of me and, like, after I left, I cried. Like, I literally cried. Like, thank God I wasn't like this and I cried. <laughs> I didn't cry in his mouth. But I really, really cried. And I think I even remember texting him, just telling him, like, I had sex with someone and I just kept thinking of you. And it was, like, this really horrible experience. And... I can't even remember what he said. Like, I'm a bit embarrassed that I ever texted him. That's, like, the one thing, one thing in the world I wish I never did. But, yeah. I, like, I just remember how... First of all, I, you never told me you texted him this. <clears throat> I never? No. Oh, girl. Wait, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. But, uh, sorry, continue. I'm just letting you... It, I'm just putting it on record that if Anita goes missing, it's me. Actually, for legal purposes, that's a joke. Or is it? But, yeah, anyway. So, like, after him, I realized, like, okay. Um, I decided that I was going to wait until I was completely over him. Then I was going to have sex. And so, like, I gave myself time that when I said seeing someone new and having sex with them, it was amazing. And I didn't even compare it because I was just having this very beautiful experience with someone else. And so because I had lived from that experience when now I experienced heartbreak again, I decided that I wasn't going to rush into sex, right? Because I don't know, like, you know, it's very different. It's very different when you're having sex with, I don't know for others, but for me, it's very different when I'm having very casual sex with someone compared to having sex with someone I'm in love with, right? And so now, the fact that I have to deal with the fact that this relationship is over and I'm no longer going to be close to this person like this, I now have to start dealing with having sex with someone else. I just, genuinely, my mind wasn't in it. I wasn't interested in sex. For me, just like killed my sex drive, literally killed my sex drive. I could be ovulating and just, I really wouldn't give a fuck, right? 
that I think it took really it took five months, right? It took me five months for me to be ready to start having sex. And this time when I had sex, I wasn't thinking about nobody. I wasn't crying in anybody's mouth. I was literally having sex in the streets. I mean, it was amazing. And I'm, I know it was amazing because I waited and I gave myself time to be over this person physically, mentally, and emotionally, but most importantly, physically, that I was, you know, sometimes someone could be doing all the right things, but because in your head, you're expecting someone else and you're thinking of someone else, you're just like, the fuck, why are you sucking my nipples like that? Then you're going to be sucking my nipples like that. And you're just there like, why the fuck are you giving me head like that? That's not what you're supposed to do, right? But then when you're over it and then you are with this new person, you just think of it as like, wow, this is like an adventure. Oh, this is how he does it. That's really good. And it was amazing for me. It's always a good sign that the next person is always better than the last person. So the fact that the sex was even more amazing with the next person was good for me. How about you? Um, I hate giving this person a platform again because he's completely canceled. But for me, the worst heartbreak I ever experienced in my life. Well, I don't know. I'm hoping that I never experience heartbreak like this again was with Mr. Five Page Letters, which was weird because you'd think me going on a hiatus from sex would have been from my uh, boyfriend, uh, my ex-boyfriend, the one I dated for almost four years. But funnily enough, after me and him broke up, <clears throat> that's when my body count just shot up. That's when me and Anita actually met. Um, and I was just having a bunch of one-night stands. We were talking about Mr. MC. You remember those times, right? Um, and I would think that, or at least in my head, I thought that nobody would ever be able to shake me because I thought that this person, I thought that my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend of four years was the love of my life, right? Now I know that that shit doesn't exist. But that's what I thought, like, we were supposed to get married. We were supposed to have, like, this kick-ass lawyer career together and everything. But when, me and him broke up. Our relationship had been long over uh, before the breakup. So it wasn't painful. And I was, I was not, I never restricted myself on who I was fucking and anything. And then I had <clears throat> this thing with Mr. Four-Page Letter, Mr. Five-Page Letter. Letters? Letter? What, what would it grammatically? We need to give him another name. What are we calling him now? Don't, don't we call him Malaria now? Yeah, we call him malaria. I forgot. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so, malaria, um, the, what me and him had was a very short, um, intense relationship. It was four months, which makes no sense to me because how is it that someone who had been for four years could not shake me the way this person was, but it was four months, very intense just about me and him, like we saw each other almost every day of the week and then every day of the weekend. Um, and then the way this man managed to grasp or grab hold of my vulnerability, which I had not allowed anyone to see since my previous relationship was using sex. Now for him, sex is a very deep thing. He fucks everyone, but he fucks everyone the same way. Like he makes everyone feel special in that way. Right. So for me, I like hardcore fucking, like I like, you know, just intense, you know, just, I don't even kiss my sexual partners, but with him, that was one of the, it was so, it was a very intense, intense relationship, which was centered around sex. And because he used sex to extract my vulnerability, um, <clears throat> he would like to talk about things when we were, when we we're having sex or after sex and sex was a big thing between me and him. When me and him broke up, I was like, 
I've never had sex like this before in my life with anyone. I've never experienced anything like this before. So <clears throat> even when I met someone after we broke up, the cute guy that I kissed at the party, we were going to fuck in the car. I couldn't bring myself to do it. And for eight months after that, I literally could not bring, and I was crippled with such bad mental health. Like I was going through so much shit um, because of him. Like this guy really, I don't like to say broke me because we're human beings. We can't be broken and I'm a bad bitch. I can't be broken, but he really broke my spirit. Um, <clears throat> so I could not bring myself to have sex with anyone. Even masturbation for me, the f- like for the first maybe few weeks after we had broken up, I couldn't do it. Like I didn't feel the need to. And then one day I did. So, I'll, and I was in a, and I was in a good mental space that day. So I said, okay, let me just cruise DJ Sammy on the deck. I, <clears throat> I get there. I mean, I finish, like I come and I burst into tears. Like I started crying. What the fuck is this? So I didn't do it again for a long time. It's like he had taken ownership of my pleasure. And I felt like I could never get that again. So did I ever think that heartbreak would affect me in that? No, I had no, I had no idea. And that's why I was so happy when I met 6'2", because, well, we had known him already. But when I met 6'2", and I suddenly felt that attraction for him because he was so nice to me. He was so caring. Like he always wanted to know if I was okay, which was so different from malaria. That's when I was able to feel safe enough to have sex with someone else. And once I did, I completely let go of that feeling of not wanting to be, I mean, of wanting to be with malaria completely. Like the feeling completely died, which was so freeing for me because I'd been suffering for so many months. But yeah, I really, I never thought that it would ever affect me. Um, or would ever affect my sex life, but it did. You know, um, there's something that you said about how, like, when you said having sex with six two, because you had known him and how he made you feel, and it made me think of the the times I experienced heartbreak and the people I said having sex with, right? That made me feel comfortable with it was mostly because of I think we were friends first. Like, because we had that friendship, because there was just like this, it's not even just friendship, it's even how they care for you, right? So when I think of the, I I won't think of the first heartbreak, but the second one, right? When I think of it, and when I think of the person I said having sex with, it's because we were friends, and it's in how he liked me and how he made me feel that I felt comfortable enough to share my body with him, right? After sharing it for over a year with someone that I was, I, like I'm very hesitant to use the word love, but I had love for this person, right? And uh, thing, being being with that person, I mean, being with this new person that I said seeing, I felt so, like, I don't know how I can explain it. It's just I didn't need someone, I, I didn't need just to have sex and someone leaves, Right. I didn't need someone who's just looking for an orgasm. It's not that I was looking for someone to cuddle me or what. I just needed to know that after experiencing so much pain, I was in the arms of someone who cared about me and, you know, it made me enjoy sex more. So even when I went through like my last heartbreak, I knew that I wasn't looking for someone just to fuck, right? Because I have experienced that and I can experience that but I was honest with myself to know that I'm in a very vulnerable position. And one, I don't want to equate sex with emotions. I don't want to have sex because I'm trying to get over someone. Personally, I feel that's like the worst thing 
I have tried it before and it's the worst thing I've ever done to myself. And I hope I never do that ever again. So I'd learned my lesson, right? And so even when I met the person I finally had sex with, it was so different. And like some of you, I've told you this before, but this is probably the my favorite relationship with anyone I've ever had, right? Apart from the fact that those, this is someone who understood that I had just gotten out of a relationship with someone I loved and it was done and I was hurt and they didn't pressure me to have sex. Like everything was so slow with this person. And for me, I enjoy slow, right? Like everything, I could genuinely feel that this person cared for me. And even the whole dynamic around everything that we did, like, remember there was a point we're calling him Mr. Julia Roberts because it felt like a fucking movie, right? And it was so good and it was so nice. The sex was amazing. It was fun. And weirdly, like whatever uh, remnants of heartbreak that had remained from the previous relationship were erased because of that moment. Because somehow, in some weird way, right, I know like our value isn't in sex, but there's something about having very healthy and good sex that makes you happy, that makes you feel free, that makes you feel seen. Because heartbreak can mess with your self-esteem. You could be the baddest bitch, and we're the baddest bitches that we know, right? You could be the baddest bitch, and yet because you're heartbroken, you start to feel like you're not enough. You start to think uh, maybe this person is with someone else that they feel is so much better. And you start to, in your head, start competing with these imaginary people, and it just fucks with your mind, right? And so when you finally start having sex and start feeling sexy again and start feeling beautiful and start knowing that you your body can have pleasure and you can experience all these beautiful moments away from this person that hurt you, it's just like this very new found confidence that you have. Personally, I felt very confident in knowing that I could get into a new relationship, get into a new situation because I was having after breakup healthy sex. Um, how about you, Samir? <clears throat> what you've said there is like so, it's so important, everything that you've said. Um, and I think it <clears throat> it comes to unlearning certain things. You know, we have very tough exteriors, not because we want to, not out of, um, it's not out of choice, but it's out of survival, right? And that's why women like me and you exist. Not to say that our personalities are a result of trauma. No, we're just badass bitches. But for us to for us to be able to take a step back and be like, I don't want to have sex in a certain type of way anymore. I want to have it in this way. Um, I think shows a level of growth from us, which we had to go through because of these fucking stupid bitch ass men. I hate them. But <clears throat> something that you said struck me and it was how you, when you were finally ready to have sex again, because I remember this period, and I kept trying to encourage Anita to have sex with, with somebody else. Um, the longer the breakup um, had ended, uh, longer from the period it had ended. And I was like, just fuck someone else. And it's not like there were no choices. There were so many people banging on your door to have sex with you, right? And you'd say, yeah, I'm going to go and fuck them today. And then the next, like a few hours later, she texts me and she's like, I can't do it. And I was like, yeah, leave it. We'll look for someone else. Someone else will come. And then someone else would come and she'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck him. And then she'd be like, no, I won't do it. And when Mr. Julia Roberts came, 
now you know i'm a fan well i was a fan of this man i loved how you phrased it when you said it was someone who made you feel comfortable and safe and that was the same thing for me and 62 i had so many options to have sex with people throughout um throughout those 8 years but i chose not to because i couldn't connect with them i couldn't just and i don't like having i i if there's one thing i've always said women go through enough coercion to have sex um <clears throat> I will never put myself in a situation where I just lie down there to have sex for the sake of having it. I'll never do that to myself. <laughs> um voluntarily. Invol- involuntarily would not be my fault, but you get what I mean, right? Um and the fact that <coughs> the fact that this person made you feel safe and confident is so important because that was the same thing for me in 62 that's literally the only reason I was, the minute i felt that with him i had been hinting about having sex with him for a while and then saying no i'm not going to do it no i'm not going to then there was one day he made me feel so safe i ran he said come over i took my ass to the shower put my clothes in the bag and i took off to his house and sucked his dick like i was so ready and i was so comfortable and i can, i can i can't even remember how freeing that moment was for me and it made me feel so good because it finally let me know that i'm over this person like i was over malaria um and i could finally take back what was so core to me i'm a sexual person i love having sex but this person had stripped that away from me had taken it away from me that bitch same way he gave me fucking brain damage but not literally but anyway um <clears throat> so i think i think everyone deals with breakups differently so for us to say this is the way and this is the true way would be wrong because some people for them they just have to have sex with it doesn't matter it's just a random body it doesn't matter to them for them to get over their person um but for me personally and for anita as well what we've come to learn is you need to feel safe with the people that you're having sex with you need to feel confident with the people you're having sex with especially when your mental health is at risk of being shattered by someone else someone told me something and i never used to believe it before but i really believe in soul ties now not with every single person that you have sex with you would not like to say that i have a soul tie with everyone that i've had sex but soul ties are real um so anita i want to ask you what tips could you give for anyone going through breakup um especially those that are affecting their sex life okay uh, before i answer your question just in case for those people who are listening i don't believe in soul ties right and i think you're and just to correct i think what you mean by soul ties you're not meaning that like christian way of like you are tied to people and you will never enjoy sex ever again and you're so like none of that mess i think fuck no <laughs> fuck, fuck no that's not what i meant no 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 i didn't mean it in that way i meant that connection that you can have with someone because of sex i used to deny that before like i i don't then that's why i said i'm not i don't think i was connected to every single person that i had sex with but someone like someone like malaria me and him were very tied together because of sex so i use the term soul ties very loosely not in the generic meaning of it but i do believe that someone can that there are ways that someone you can have sex with someone that leads you to be very attached to them let me say that let's say soul attachments yeah something but not the 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 stereotypical meaning of what a soul tie is or oh, the sex attachments. Uh yeah, no, cuz I get you. There are people I've had sex with that it was just like, yeah, what sex? 
understand and genuinely don't care for them. And then there are people I've had sex with and it took a long time for me physically, for my body to kind of feel disconnected from them. But eventually, like it always disconnects, always, honestly. There's some people I've had sex with that I had these like very deep connections with and sex connections with that I would never have sex with today. Never, like never. Like I can't even imagine myself having sex with these people. But um, some of the tips I would give is, oof, guys, like for me, like even when we're doing this topic, I was telling Samia that I don't want to talk about my heartbreak experience, right? Because that shit still triggers me. Like, honestly, when you guys, when I think of my first heartbreak, it took me nine years to get over that shit. <laughs> okay, not really nine years. I just feel like there's a poem by Watson Shea that I love where she says, heartbreak to me was like dying. Was it dying? And explaining how I was experiencing death, something like that. And for me, that's what I think heartbreak is like. Sometimes it's just like a part of you that just dies. And now you have to restart all over again. And I'm, I feel like my happiness sometimes is too fragile that I refuse to want to go back into those moments and start relieving that and explaining that. Uh, and yeah. Anyway, my tips are... <sighs> Allow yourself to grieve, really. Like, we we do this thing, this bad bitch thing. And I remember I used to do it a lot when I was younger, right? Just like, I'm a bad bitch with the next man, the next day, fucking the next man. And if you do that and it's empowering for you, please do it. Like, always, always do it. But for me, what I have learned, and for people who are like me, is that allow yourself to grieve. Like, feel the emotions, feel the hurt, the pain, miss the person just allow your body to do that because if you don't it's going to come knocking for it like heartbreak and pain and emotions always collect their debts and they're going to come and they will manifest in one way or another where you find you're finally with someone having great sex but you just can't connect with them because you never really mourned the last person you meet someone really good or you're having the time of your life and suddenly grief just comes and the worst part, it comes when you're having sex. So just grieve, mourn the relationship, give yourself time and allow your body to relax and to, you know, even your body and your mind detach from a person. I think that's just the best advice I would give anyone. And when you start having sex with people, uh, especially if you're very vulnerable, have sex with people you care about or people that care about you. And also... The rebound, don't date the rebound. No matter what you fucking do, do not date the rebound. Do not fall in love with the rebound, guy. It just never works out. Trust me, never works out. Trust me. I think I dated the rebound guy and I was his rebound girl and it just doesn't work. So just don't. Just date the, you know, date the next person after the rebound. <laughs> but yeah, just, just give yourself time. Eventually it comes to you. Sex is amazing and you're going to experience it someday. And it's going to come in all these beautiful ways. And there's no rush. There'll always be sex. So don't feel like you're missing out on anything when you're going through heartbreak and you can't have sex. You'll have sex eventually. And it's going to be amazing. Trust me from someone who's having amazing sex after heartbreak. So yeah. How about you, Samir? So for me, you know how I hate saying that someone can break you, right? 
I know that the feeling can, you can feel like you've been broken, but I hate giving people that power to break you, even though I know it's, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's possible. I'll say that it's a path in your journey that you have to go through that's rough. Like, you know, sometimes you go, you drive through a really nice road and one, and then there are other times you drive through a really shitty road with potholes and, you know, maybe your car gets damaged um, and maybe you get into an accident or something, but eventually you find uh, a good path again, right? And you continue on. So for the first thing that, um, the first tip that I would want, or I would say that I don't think you die or a part of you dies, but I think that version of you dies. Because if I think about the person that I was last year, and even this year, earlier this year, before I met um, 6'2", well, I didn't meet him. I mean, before me at 6'2", had our thing. I was a very different person. Like I was a completely different person and from who I am now. And I would never put up with anything that this person, that malaria put me through last year with anyone now. Do I fall short sometimes? Yes, because I'm learning. And it's, again, as I said, it's a journey. Like nothing is black and white. You don't learn a lesson once and, um, and learn it in entirety. Like you need practice, right? But I'm such a different person. And I'm so glad that the version of me that I, that I was with malaria is dead because I can never allow anyone else to cripple me the way that person did. I remember, I've even, I even told Anita this before. Um, <clears throat> does that mean that now I've morphed into this robot that doesn't feel anything and that, that's void of emotion? No, I'm not. But the version of me that I was with that person died and I'm so grateful, not for the trauma that he put me through because he really hurt me, but I'm so grateful to myself that I was able to come out of that and be a different person and have different lessons. So as you're going through your journey, and as Anita said, when you're giving yourself time to grieve and um, go through the emotions, because what I learned is the harder I try to hold back my emotions, the harder I try to sweep them under the carpet, they come and they hit me like a bus. And that is usually the worst thing for me because I can be in bed for like a whole week and I will not get out because I suffer from very bad depression. So when you feel sad, acknowledge the feeling acknowledge how it made you feel or like, you know, the emotion that you're going through, like what triggered it, what this, and then understand it and accept it. That's the way I've come to learn is the best way to deal with emotions. Um, and on those days you have, even though they are hard, you need to be kind to yourself. You could find yourself being really happy for even months. Okay. For even weeks, weeks, days, months. Yeah. You, and then one day something triggers you and it sends you back into those feelings and your inner child or your inner lady, your inner woman is hurt. And you're like, why? I, I thought I had gone through this. I thought that I was better than this. I thought that I had come, um, I was past these feelings. Don't be hard on yourself on those days. Like accept that feeling again, because healing is not linear. Some days will be better than others, but you just need to be kind to yourself because ultimately at the end of the day, you are, you're human. And um, another tip that I, I've learned and it's been a difficult lesson and I'm still learning is to practice detachment. And I don't mean detachment, meaning that you don't have any emotions and you're there as a, like a, like a wall and every person that you meet will, will meet a cold version of, you know, being in love and loving people is a great thing. But what I mean by practicing detachment is <clears throat> remember that you're abundant good things will always come to you. This person that you fixate on will not be the only person to love you throughout your life. You will meet other people. Other people will love you. And 
as Anita said earlier, you always find better. Someone will love you in a better way. You'll always find better dick, better sex, right? And when you cling on to the idea that you will never find anything else better than this, then it stops you from finding better, really. Um, so remember, you are abundant. Um, you've not met every single person in this world that's going to love you. The people that loved you last year maybe don't love you anymore. And you've met new people this year that you love. Think that way when it comes to romantic or sexual relationships. Trust me, every fucking time I have sex with someone new, they always come out being better. Like they always have a bigger dick that at this point, I'm even wondering how much bigger can I take? Because I keep meeting bigger, 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 biggest. Surely at what point can it get to the point where I will not be able to take it? So I don't know if they have to start reducing and just have better skills with it. I don't know. But <clears throat> you'll always find better sex, better dick. And... um. Yeah, just remember you're abundant. You are abundant. Good things are coming for you. Good sex is coming for you. Good dick is coming for you. Trust me, even like with malaria, I thought malaria was the best sex I'd ever had. Woo! After him, I've had sex with a couple more people, like maybe three. So, and all of them have been better. Like they've all, they've all been better. They've shown me different things because they have different ways of fucking. Nothing like him, but different and better. So again, you are abundant. You're deserving of so much more. Um, allow yourself to be a human being. Heartbreak is painful. And better dick will come. I promise. Yeah. Um, I think maybe you can end off this episode. <laughs> I, I feel it's too heavy for me. But yeah. But it's been a good episode. Yeah, and you're very right. Better dick always comes. There's always better, guys, especially the heads. You ever feel like you found the best head of your life, then you meet the next person and you're like, fuck, and then you meet the next person and everyone's just like, better. Oh, I totally agree. That's why I'm saying you're abundant. That pussy deserves good dick. My God, I can't stress this enough. Um, <clears throat> and the minute that you're able to learn to detach and understand that people are on different paths in their journeys and all you do is hold their hands throughout that, but you can never fully accompany someone in their journey because they are a complete human being, right? We don't have people to complete us. We have people to complete us in different versions of our lives but you're on your own journey and you will meet so many people like we're so young babe we're so young um i'm turning 27 in a few days and anita's 27 like we're so fucking young we've not even reached the prime of our lives and neither have you i know a bunch of our listeners most of our listeners are between the age of 24 to 26 i think or 22 to 26 you you guys are so young like you're too young and trust me, there's, you're going to meet men that have gone through so many different things in their lives and women that have gone through so many different things of their lives that make them completely like different persons or different versions of themselves, um, which are great for you, which will be better for you, which will be more fulfilling for you. So understand that heartbreak is painful. I really agree for anyone that's going through that right now and honestly wish you all the best and I wish you all the best with your healing be kind to yourself, love yourself, even on the days when it's hard to love yourself. And um, we're here for you. Remember that you can send us voice messages or voice responses on Anchor. We'd love to listen. Um, you can DM us on our Casting with the Feminist Witches page, page on Instagram or me personally on uh, Instagram, Samia underscore Nazareth, Anita, <clears throat> uh, Don Corleone. Or, babe, how do you pronounce your name? It's Don Corleone. 
<laughs> yes, on Twitter, you can DM us um, and we'd love to be there for you. Please be safe. Um, we will not be doing the fantasy episode this uh, this season. We will, we've pushed it to the next season just for personal reasons that we will explain next season. But um, we do have a great episode for our season finale. And can't wait for you guys to enjoy that. So have a safe week and you'll hear from us next Sunday. Bye.